What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, is it my turn yet? It's only been ten minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey yo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 14 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. I am your most illustrious host, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined this week by the new host, co-host, what do you want to call it? We're going to call it host, because it's both of us now, so it's host, my man Garrett G. Money Mun, and we are invading your ear holes once again for another fantastic week of Wrestle Talk. So what's going on, man? We get right into it. We're going to talk about all this amazing wrestling we have to watch, all these shows, all this amazing stuff laid out in front of us to watch. Not going to hear any complaints about AWWE. We love it all. Well, I'll, make, we're here for. I'll probably complain about some stuff, especially stupid, um, like the ending to this past Sunday's Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, which we're not even going to fucking talk about that because that was dumb and yeah, I think enough people have talked about it. Uh, but we are in the midst of SmackDown on Fox for the WWE Draft, uh, first night of the draft, uh, which will continue Monday night on Raw. So they're kind of doing it a little, I, I don't know, like I don't really watch too much sports. Um, that's where Garrett comes in. Um, I'm assuming it's supposed to be like a standard draft, like for like an NBA type thing or NFL or something like that. Kind of, sort of. I mean, like, NBA is a little different. Like, football, like, they, each team has their own draft. Like, they do pick, pick, they, you know, they all do pick, and then they go back. So, it's a little different. I mean, the setup for this, I mean, because it's only two brands, they kind of go back and forth. And obviously, because Raw has the longer show, they're going to do more on Raw than SmackDown. Because, I mean, even when they did the last draft, SmackDown had two and Raw had three. So, it looks like they're going to probably do the same with this draft, too. But yeah, it's pretty much the same. So the way that it looks like it's breaking down, um, right now we've got Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Um, obviously Seth is representing Raw, Roman is representing SmackDown from the previous um, superstar shake-up, mix-up, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, the winner of this matchup will earn the first draft pick for their respective brand. Uh, the way that it's breaking down is um, they're doing, they have a pool Two separate pools, one for tonight, one for Monday night. Um, because Raw is three hours, that's a pool of 41 people. And then tonight it's 30 that they have to draft from. Uh, so for every two SmackDown picks, Raw will get three, obviously, because it's a longer show. Uh, tag teams count as one pick, but they can also be split up. So if for some reason Fox decides that they want Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown, then they can draft Dolph Ziggler to SmackDown, and which will leave will split up the Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, and free agents, uh, pretty much anyone that's undrafted between tonight and Monday night, can sign with either brand. So it sounds... Um, sounds like another Heath Slater incident. Yeah, which that storyline was fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't care. So, <laughs> Beauty and the Man Beast was one of my favorite tag teams. So, and they got shafted when they did that shakeup because they got so popular on SmackDown that they decided to move them to Raw. But the um, 
They did break up the pool though, so like not all the main event talent is available on Friday night. So it's been split up. So it looks like the biggest name that's available in the pool for tonight is Becky. Um, followed by Randy Orton. So Roman and Seth are not in the pool for tonight, but they're in the pool for Monday night. Correct. So that keeps some um, SmackDown from pretty much drafting all the main main event talent on the first night. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We're watching Roman. Oh. oh. Rollins reversed that Superman punch into a flatliner into the corner. Middle turnbuckle. So it's a pretty solid matchup, like you would expect from the two of these guys, who are no strangers to each other. Um, but while this is going on, what do we got? Um, we do a little bit of news. We had some figure news um, that seemed like it was pretty cool. Um, New York Comic Con, they revealed quite a few new... Uh, figures coming out, especially for you have Elite 73, which the full lineup for Elite 73 and 74 was announced earlier this week. Between I think it was yesterday or today. Um, but 73 has Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane's first ever figure is going to be an Elite, which is awesome. Uh, Daniel Bryan, who's going to have the equal friendly world title, which I'm waiting for that one. I passed up on the SummerSlam Elite because I knew eventually we were going to get him with the Eco title. Uh, we got a new Triple H, a new Elias, a new Aleister Black for all you people that managed to miss the NXT exclusive Aleister Black when that came out. And Grand Metalik in his first ever figure will be, well actually second figure because he has a uh, True Moves, which are the big 12 inch Yep, figure yep. so Grand Metalik had a figure that. for that. Yep. Um, but this will be his first 6 inch scale figure. Um, and that actually is going to be the chase for that line. Uh, 74 was announced. Uh, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Andrade, a 2000-era Goldberg in the black and white bikers with the uh, World Heavyweight title. Uh, Natalia and Lince Dorado. This is his first figure. And he's going to be the chase in that line as well. And they have not announced any of these store exclusives between... Walmart and Target yet for those ones, but I do believe Gorilla Monsoon is one of them, and I believe the Hurricane is another one, but I don't know which sets they're going to fall into. Uh, Basic Series 103, we get the first ever figure of the King of Bros, Matt Riddle. Oh, kind of excited about that one. Um, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, the man Becky Lynch, and a new Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also had revealed Elite 76, Heavy Machinery, are getting Elite figures. So their first ever figures will be Elites. And Elite 79 will finally get a new R-Truth Elite. It has been at least five, six years since R-Truth has had an Elite figure. The last figure that came out was when he was doing his heel run. Uh, the Little Jimmy heel run back in the day when he was like crazy R-Truth. When he had uh, was getting that main event push with John Cena, that was the last R Truth figure. So this one's coming out in Elite seventy nine, and comes with the twenty four seven title. You mean the twenty four forty eight seven sixty five TV European, European title? Oh shit! 
Roman just speared Seth, but he countered it into a pedigree. And he kicked out. And Roman kicks out. So, now here's the bullshit with this. So last week, Kofi defended the title against Brock, which we all know what happened. Yeah. Within three seconds, Kofi lost the title. But, tell me why Seth Rollins, when he faced Brock Lesnar for the Universal title, how many F5s did he kick out of? Like so 20? I don't know, man. Too many. So we buried Kofi Kingston, who's held that title for six months and had a really good run with it. Did not get any oh. offense, and here we go. The Fiend. The we Fiend is here. We all knew it was Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, oh, he came out of the ring. Oh. The Fiend just came out of the ring, and he's got the mandible claw on Seth. Um... I oh, think that counts as a disqualification, though, so I think Raw just won. I think Raw just won. I don't know. But I would assume that's how this match goes. Oh, and we oh, get the and hell the smoke, smoke. And the smoke. Oh, Seth just crawled out the hole. Seth escaped hell. I wonder if he had help from Hornswoggle. Oh, the fiend's coming back up. Oh, that is so creepy. That was awesome. Where's the ref? Yeah, there's no ref, no Roman. Oh, lights out again. Bray's laughing. Creepy Bray laugh. The creepy Bray laugh. And the fiend is on the ramp, staring at Seth. So, what happened with the match? <laughs> no one knows. There was no rap in the ring. Roman wasn't in the ring. Clearly, it should have been a disqualification. Clearly. Because... And, and nothing, nothing, no bell rung, nothing. Yeah, because the Fiend literally attacked Seth Rollins, so Roman should have been disqualified, and Rollins should have been awarded the match. So, we'll see what happens with that when they come back from commercial. But, while it's on commercial, we are going to take a quick break. And we'll be back with some more wrestling talk. Maybe we'll get into some AEW, some NXT, talk about that. Uh, we got the premiere of NWA Power this week on YouTube. Also the premiere of AEW Dart. Lots of good stuff. We've got the next set of the top 20 scariest wrestlers of all time. And some other stuff. A couple Q&A, some trivia. So we will be back. Stay tuned. Big match at my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> Here's George the Animal Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. Yeah. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. <laughs> Can you tell the difference? Yeah. 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 Wrestling superstars. They're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah. All right, and we are back. So, it's been announced that Seth Rollins had won the match via DQ, which we thought was going to happen. And uh, now they're running down the, the rules for the draft, which we just talked about. So, then they showed us, you know, the war rooms between Raw and SmackDown, which is kind of dumb. But whatevs. Um, we'll get into Oh, Stephen McMahon's coming out. Look at that. 
So she gonna announce the first draft pick for Raw. I love Stephanie. She's so hot. Stage for SmackDown. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Makes sense, and she's the Raw Women's Champion, so we can keep her on Raw. Does make sense. I don't even think The Fiend was in this round. For this he pool. is. Oh, he is? Yes. So Roman stays on SmackDown. Roman stays on SmackDown. So that was kind of two stupid choices. But. Correct. OC stays on Raw. Alright. So that's two picks for Raw. Which, by the way, I love their new change of music. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. I'm new... glad they did it. Ooh. Oh. Interesting. So Wyatt goes to SmackDown. Wyatt goes to SmackDown. Yowie, wowie. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> So McIntyre staying on Raw. Alright. So that was um, really the only thing that changed was The Fiend going to SmackDown. So which he really wasn't branded specifically anyway. So. Wow, this is fucking stupid. Like a war room, like they would in like sports. So, and it's pretty funny. Are these actually Fox and USA executives, or are they actors that they hire to portray Fox and USA executives? Uh, probably the, the latter. <laughs> probably not. Exactly. Wow, that's some dumb shit. Oh my god, they have a draft panel. Seriously? Hey, any excuse to get uh, Beth Phoenix on our TV? Damn straight. I'm down for it. Love me some Beth Phoenix. I'm okay with Booker. And we got some King Booker. King Booker. And what a waste for Samoa Joe. Why we can't get Samoa Joe in an actual match and so we got him on a panel? Also joining us today, we've got WWE Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix. Beth, what do you think? Becky Lynch, the man, she's had such a great year 2019. Congratulations to Raw on grabbing that first round. Hot take. Beth Phoenix is superior than Renee Young on Come at me, bro. Come at me. Tonight's draft is very indicative of what we're looking at here tonight. Drew McIntyre, absolutely a future world champion, and I think Raw is off to a strong start building their foundation. Well, stick with us here. We're going to be covering the Joe. I'm so disappointed that Joe's not wrestling. Me too. Joe should be wrestling. 
So we got King Corbin. Here we go. Is he wrestling Chad Gable again? Oh, you know it, buddy. Because apparently that's what we like to do. Just like Natty versus Lacey Evans. Which that last woman man, last woman standing match on Raw was actually pretty good. Um, yep, that was pretty good. In all honesty, they really That's need to change probably, Corbin's ring attire. Yeah. I mean, I do think the, the new crown and Kate fit his character well. I mean, he's already, like, basically the top deal in WWE right now. Corbin makes a great heel. Corbin's very Natural. underrated as far as his in-ring work, too. Dude puts in work. He's got one of the best looking finishers. He's got a solid move set. He just and he has natural heat. He's got that Vicky Guerrero natural heat. So, but his ring attire looks like shit. Yeah. Thank you. Blah blah blah. Blah, blah, blah. Baron Corbin, blah, blah, blah. So while Baron Corbin's running his mouth, did you have to catch the premiere of NA NWA Power? I did not. You did not? I did not. Well. And, and I called it. And we called it Shorty, Shorty Gable. Shorty Gable versus King Oh, Corbin. yeah. Again. Even on the prompter, Shorty Gable. Again. So, for three straight shows... Actually, it's been more than that, hasn't it? Then four or five. they wrestle on Raw? Yeah. Then they... No, they wrestle on SmackDown. Because Corbin got destroyed by The Rock and Becky. Correct. So, yeah. So, three straight shows now. Because they wrestled at Hell in a Cell. Yep. They wrestled Monday night. Yep. And they're wrestling again tonight. Yep. Wow. Hopefully, one of these two gets put on a separate show... So I don't have to see these two fucking right, wrestle each other again. Right and you wonder why people are flocking to AEW. Yep. Huh. But, NWA Power premiered on YouTube Tuesday night. 6.05 Eastern Standard Time. So, NWA. Basically, it is studio show. So it's set up like a TV studio. Literally, you have the ring in the middle of the studio with the crowd behind it, which is just like one big set of bleachers like you would see in like a high school gym. Or like if you actually went to, if you've ever been to like a TV taping or something. Oh, I forgot. Um, they're showing a preview for uh, Tyrus. I forgot. He had left wrestling to go do a political commentary or something on Fox. But, um, yeah, NWA. So you got your bleachers, and then, like, 10 feet away from the bleachers, you have your announce table. And then 10 feet away from that, you've got an interview section. So it's all one big studio thing. So it's very reminiscent very of old-school NWA, the way that they used to run their shows. The card was actually pretty good. We had um, James Storm. We had Eli Drake. Um, you had like the, uh, was it NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis, formerly Magnus in TNA. 
um, defended the title against Tim Storm, 54 years old, and this dude is in really good shape, put on a really great match with Nick Aldis, and it was a pretty solid event. It's about an hour long. If you get time, check it out. Like, there's some guys in there I don't, I don't quite know or have never heard of before. Like, there's some jabroni named Josephus. Josephus. Josephus, like... Apparently, he's like a whiny bitch and got his ass kicked by James Storm throughout the entire studio. But, um, yeah, there's um, pretty solid matches in there, too, with um, Eli Drake taking on Caleb Conley, who is, uh, of course, another um, impact talent. Um, the tag team champions, the Wild Cards versus Danny White and some dude named Mims. Um, that was a pretty solid matchup. The Wild Cards are pretty good. So, yeah, it wasn't too bad at all. Then you had the debut of Eddie Kingston. Um, well, I don't know if it's a debut, but, you know, Eddie Kingston and Homicide are there. Um, Eddie Kingston just recently was with TNA as well as managing the um, Santana and Ortiz, the former LAX, um, which are now part of Jericho's inner circle for AEW, which we'll talk about that too. But, um, yeah, if you get a chance, check out NWA Power. It was pretty awesome. Monday Night Raw, kind of like bouncing around here because it was like Tuesday night and I was back Monday night. And Monday like, Night Raw, we, we can skip over. We, yeah, it's I pretty mean, bad. It opened with this garbage ass uh, Bobby Lashley laying in Rusev's bed and pissing Rusev off because apparently Alana's good for sleeping with other men and kissing all of Apparently they don't have anything else to do with Rusev and Mono. Because this is the third time they've done a storyline like this. I mean, the second time they attempted to do it but with Aiden English and it didn't really work out that well. But you know, they did it with Ziggler and now they're doing it with Lashley. And it's just... It was just dumb as hell. And they barely even talked about the Hell and Cell pay-per-view. Especially anything involving Seth and Bray Wyatt. Which I don't think they even no. said anything about they, like, the they last showed, like, 30 very minutes. Briefly in a recap. And yeah. that was it. It was like towards the end they of the show. They just totally glossed over it. So. Um, Alistair Black begging for a fight again and pretty much destroyed. Um... Bollywood the Bollywood Boys and a squash match, which was pretty lame. Yep. The OC destroyed the Lucha House Party. Yep. Um, end segment was freaking was it Tyson Fury and Strowman? It was and, it was so bad. Like they they just they 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 like punches looked horrible that they even got in on each other. Oh my goodness. So they they straight up rebranded Chad Gable as Shorty Gable. So, yeah, this is your genius creative for WWE. You know, it's just like um, I'm gonna we're gonna jump into AEW because it's gonna tie into this. So, one of the big things from AEW was Jericho introducing the Inner Circle. Correct. And as you know, he was introducing the Inner Circle. He was talking about Jake Hagar, formerly Jack Swagger of WWE. Correct. Uh, the whole time, the crowd was chanting, We the People, and Jericho told them to shut up because it was shit writing from the shit creative team. Which they were right. Yeah. That was one of the stupidest gimmicks that they straddled with him. Swagger is actually a pretty solid wrestler. Correct. It's just. He's not that caliber to have as 
a main event debut on your premiere episode. Absolutely. He's not Lex Luger. No. He's not someone of that caliber to debut on your premiere episode when you are pretty much going head-to-head with, you know, the top company in the U.S. Or probably the top company in the world, honestly, because WWE is... To most people. Most. The end-all, be-all. Correct. So, like, I get it, you know, you want to keep some things a surprise. And building him up as his MMA monster, like... Uh, has he fought in UFC? I don't think so. I think he had some like small MMA fights, but I don't think he fought UFC. So like Bellator? I think so. Something like that. Which who gives a shit about Bellator? Bobby Lashley fought in Bellator. No Bellator had some shit with TNA for a while, and like that's like their biggest claim to fame. That's how anybody. That's how I even know Bellator is because of Impact. When I used to watch Impact Wrestling religiously, is <laughs> nobody gives a shit. But um, AEW actually had some pretty good matches on there too. Um, Young Bucks versus Private Party, which opened the show as part of the uh, first round tag tournament. Dude, like I saw highlights. Private Party, all over the place. Like I don't remember seeing them wrestle like a straight tag match yeah. on any of the AEW events that I've watched, like the like Fighter Fest, Fight for Fallen, All Out. They killed it. Like they were phenomenal, and they. They gave the Bucks a run for the money, you know, but that was that was a solid matchup. Um, yeah, Jimmy Havoc versus Darby Allen or Allen, yeah, Darby Allen. My bad. Winner of that match got a title shot. Gets a title shot next week uh, against Jericho and Darby Allen won that match. Which I don't understand how two wrestlers with the worst win loss record in AEW. Get a title match. So, uh, it doesn't make sense. But the way Cody explained it was, it's not just about you know the wins and the losses. It's about the quality of the win or whatever. You know, which just sounds like to me that they're making the shit up as they go. Yep. Uh, we had Moxley versus Sean Spears, uh, which was a pretty solid matchup. The biggest thing with this one was um, uh, Pac was on commentary for this match. And then uh, Kenny Omega had come out towards the end of the match, um, sporting two barbed wire baseball bats. Um, Moxley had left the ring after the match, after he beat uh, Spears, and started heading up the ramp. And Kenny Omega had thrown one of the barbed wire baseball bats down, and Moxley was picking it up. And then he got nailed, or Omega got nailed from behind by Pac with the steel chair. So, so I don't know what's going on there. We've we're going to end up having like a triple threat match between Pac, Omega, and um, Moxley, or like is Omega just going to feud with both of them at the same time? So I'm already seeing like inconsistencies with AEW storylines. Uh, main event was Dustin Rhodes taking on Hangman Page. Uh, not taking on Hangman Page, tagging with Hangman, taking on. Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Um, it was a pretty solid matchup. And then it broke down again like it did the previous week. Apparently, whoever's doing writing or booking for AEW were big fans of WCW and NWO back in the 90s because this is pretty much how every single Nitro ended when the NWO 
became popular was with a beat down. Yeah. So for two weeks in a row, that's how your show ends is with a giant brawl. But yet still kills NXT in the ratings. Yeah. Was pretty solid. There was um. Life-threatening side effects include lactic acid. Saw on subject AEW, AEW Dark debuted, which was just a bunch of dark matches filmed the week before, before the premiere of AEW Dynamite. So there's some pretty solid matches on there too. The main event for that was um, SCU taking on the Lucha Express, which of course is Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt, um, which um, MC, not MCU. Oh, it's MCU. MCU. Yeah, MCU. About the Marvel Cinematic Universe meets the Lucha Express. That's what I'm about right now. <laughs> <laughs> I see you uh, beat the Lucha Express with a uh, powerbomb backstabber combo with, uh, between Frankie and... Uh, is it Daniels? Frankie and Daniels? It was pretty awesome, nonetheless. Yeah, so. That was cool. So. So yeah, that pretty much breaks down the week in wrestling. And Raw was terrible. SmackDown the week before, just all that shit with like I don't understand why they got to bring in guys like Kane Vasquez and Tyson Fury, like basically just a barrier. You have all this talent on your roster. Yeah, and they announced today they had a press conference. I don't remember what time it was while we were at work, and they announced what we already knew was going to happen. We're gonna get Brock and Velasquez for the title at Crown Jewel. I don't know if it was for the title, but it's probably gonna be for the title. Just say it was on the title, on the line, whatever. And we're getting Fury and Strowman at Crown Jewel, which we also knew was gonna happen. Yeah, this. Nobody's gonna watch Crown Jewel to begin with. One, it's on Halloween. Correct. It's in the middle of the afternoon. Most people are working, and a lot of WWE fans have kids. For one, so yep. I have kids. Halloween night, what the hell do you think I'm doing? I'm not gonna sit down and watch Crown Jewel for six hours. I'm gonna take my kids trick or treating, correct, and hand out candy and scare the shit out of neighborhood kids because that's what I do on Halloween. I don't think I've watched any of the Saudi Arabia events like all the way through. I think I've just skipped through and watched a couple matches here and there, and I think that was mainly like the first. The first Crown Jewel event I watched, like, yeah, a little bit of, and I watched the whole thing. I definitely watched the whole thing. I watched the matches here and there, skipped a couple of things, but well, that's what that's the only one I watched. Yeah. I didn't watch anything. Though. I haven't even watched any of the wrestling. It's kind of hard to support a country that does terrible things for people. But this isn't a political podcast; it's a wrestling podcast. Oh, what else is going on? What else is going on? Not much going on. So while uh, Gable and Corbin are wrestling, I think we're just going to take a break and uh, wait for something good to happen. So stay tuned. We shall return. What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. 
They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. There's a league. We are back. And Stephanie is back at the podium. Orton going to rock. All right. Let's get some fresh stuff for Orton, finally. 13-time world champion. Yep. Who's coming to SmackDown? Sasha's going to SmackDown. Sasha's going to SmackDown. All right. So we're separating Sasha and Becky, thank God. Thank God. So Ricochet is staying on Raw. Strowman's going to SmackDown. Interesting. Good. He needs to get off for off. Needs another. So depending on how all this goes. So more than likely Rusev's gonna end up staying on Raw since they just started this program with Lashley and Rusev. These war rooms are great. Oh Why is there an ass clown wearing an ultimate warrior mask in there? Fucking stupid. That war room shit. But um, depending on how this lays out, like with Strom with the draft concluding on Monday, may actually get some fresh feuds for Strowman. True. No, maybe they'll actually give him a run with the title at some point. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, also depending on how the draft goes, they could also have all the Wyatt family on SmackDown. That's true as well. But uh, we'll see how much longer Harper lasts with those uh, tweets he's been sending. Oh yeah. <laughs> Apparently he's not very happy about trying to um, about WWE officials trying to find him when uh, it's cool for NXT superstars to curse all through their Twitter feeds. Yeah. I mean, they have a guy who's a great talent who one person doesn't like and he's the say all be all. So he's the whole reason why he's on the show. Even though you're supposed to be listening to what the fans want. Harper's amazing. Like, honestly, if you're going to use him on the main roster, He'd make a great addition back to NXT. Absolutely. Mm. I think as long as he's actually doing something, I think he's cool. Or at least cool with it. All right. So Lesnar's out now with Heyman, of course. We got to hype up the Velasquez Lesnar match for Crown Jewel. Which, do you really think they're going to give the title to someone like Velasquez, who has never stepped foot in the WWE ring before in his life? No. 
prior to last week? I don't think so. I mean, I think it'll be, uh... I mean, honestly, I thought the only reason they did it was to put two big-name guys that people know that watch UFC and other sports. I mean, because obviously Brock is somebody who people know really well because of him in his UFC days, and, like, he's a household name. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying that Cain Velasquez is, but he is to... Not like U.S., more of like like Latin American people know him very well because, you know, that's... UFC and sports like that are more prominent down there and they look at that a little bit better than we do now in our state because we have so many sports to watch that we don't enjoy what we have. We enjoy some things, but not everything. So my biggest thing... Is I had a train of thought. I lost that train of thought. I mean, either way, even if he doesn't win, <laughs> Velasquez has signed a multi-year deal with WWE, so he's gonna have more than that, regardless. Well, that kind of shoots burst my bubble because I was hoping it was a one and done thing and I didn't have to deal with it again. Apparently, he signed a multi-year deal. I was something announced today, actually. Fabulous. So. so my train of thought just rolled back into the station. My biggest fear with this, with SmackDown moving to Fox, was Fox dictating the direction of the show. Which you can see over the last two weeks. Correct. Absolutely. Basically, what Fox wants, was trying to do with a channel, you know, Fox Sports has, you know, real sports like football. You know, stuff like that, baseball, everything, you know, yeah. it's Fox Sports. So what they're trying to do is make a fake sport a real sport. I don't need real sports with my fake sport. So I watch wrestling to escape and to live in a fantasy world where you have horror shows like The Fiend and Kane and supernatural feats like The Undertaker. And, you know, the world where Rey Mysterio could beat someone like Brock Lesnar. And it'd be believable. No, no, no. Well, we have someone like Rey Mysterio beat Great Khali and it'd be believable. I think Rey Mysterio has beaten Great Khali. Oh, he did. <laughs> and they made it believable. So, yeah. Fox, stop messing with my shit. Sure he does. Pretty sure he yeah. We ran out of the ring last week, Paul. You know, I think Lesnar gets a pass too. Like from all this. Like he started as a wrestler. Left to go to football. Which he sucked at and failed. Then went to UFC, then came back. Went to UFC, came back. Like, Brock isn't just a former UFC guy. He is a former WWE guy. Correct. He's pretty much a homegrown WWE talent. Recruited out of college. Because you'll understand that, ladies and gentlemen, what I just offered you was not... They don't hate Brock. 
Like, I feel like he puts on good matches when he has certain people he wrestles with. Just the thing that irritates all of us, the fact that he never is there at every pay-per-view, defending it on house show, like shows. He's only there when he wants to be there. When he's getting paid to be there. Espera, espera, not so fast. You must have forgotten. And here comes Mysterio and Velasquez. From my man, mi raza, mi familia, Kane Velasquez. So, we're going to bring in Kane Velasquez. And how do we instantly get him over? Let him with Kane Exactly. You know, it's an interesting tidbit that I heard on another podcast. This match, Undertaker was present during that match. And that's um, when Lesnar had, was going back up. He, um, that's the famous, you know, we going to do this or not thing to Lesnar. Which ultimately led to the WrestleMania match where Lesnar defeated the streak. I don't know how good it is going to do there, especially with him sticking it all in. Why do come out with a microphone if you want to say shit? Because he's trying to look cool. Yeah. This odd shaped head. Even like Lesnar. Lesnar has an odd shaped head. Have you ever seen Lesnar's teeth? Yeah. Like they're all flat. Yeah, they're like really weird. It's like caveman teeth or something. Oh, OC versus New Day coming up next. It'll be a great match. A lot of top stars. So, while we're on a commercial break between while we wait for New Day and the OC, while we, uh, talk last week's trivia question. So, trivia question for last week. At the 1988 SummerSlam, who interfered in the Rick Rude Junkyard Dog match? Did you know the answer? I did not. The answer was Jake the Snake Roberts. So if you knew that answer, as always, just go ahead and give yourself that good old-fashioned Barry Horowitz pat on the back. Because you, my friend, are correct. This week's trivia question. Do you know what this week's trivia question is? I do. You do? I do. I'm going to go ahead and... uh. Alright. This week's trivia question. Who teamed with the Hart Foundation at WrestleMania 3? That's right. So if you think you know the answer to this week's trivia question, you can go ahead and leave that answer in any one of the posts 
in the comments at any one of the posts promoting episode 14 of this podcast, which of course is this episode. Or you can go ahead and send an email to askrussellgeddon at gmail.com and put in the subject line, episode 14 trivia question. And so there's trivia question. And since we're on the subject of Kane Vasquez and Tyson Fury, which we were talking about earlier, we do have some Q&A from our man Gene Malden. Um, he's got a couple questions here, which both have to do with Kane Vasquez and Tyson Fury. Uh, basically, he's wanting to know what our take is on Vasquez uh, being on SmackDown, Fury being on Raw. Um, do we think that uh, they'll use Vasquez as yet another monster of a character, um, or they'll go more of a deliberate and technical sound angle, like having like Kurt Angle or Dan Severn? I don't, I don't see it being a dominant thing. I think it. I still think that, especially with Fox probably having a lot of say in it, being the title's probably going to be on SmackDown. One, I don't see them lifting it off Brock. It makes no sense from a business standpoint to me. And so, just for that, I mean, I think Kane's going to have like a lot of offense at the beginning. Because he's gonna come out there hot, you know they're gonna want it to happen, whatever, whatever. But Brock's gonna come out there and suplex the shit out of him and hit him probably with like 50 F5s. Because apparently that's how many it takes for everyone except for Kofi Kingston and probably win the match. I, if, if since he has signed a multi-year deal and it's not a one-and-done thing with him. I can see him being kind of a mix of both, like a monster and kind of like a Kurt Angle, uh, Dan Severn type character. I mean, Angle, when he first came in, was pretty dominant. Um, you know, he had a pretty good win streak until Taz debuted, and Taz, you know, handed Angle his first loss. Uh, Dan Severn was very dominant, you know, holding multiple titles at the same time for different promotions. Um, even holding, I think Dan Severn also held the UFC title while he was the NWA UA champion. So, there's quite a few things going on here. So, But with that, I feel it's kind of unnecessary to bring someone like Velasquez in. Like, like we mentioned earlier, with the amount of talent that WWE has between NXT Raw and SmackDown, NXT UK, 205 Live... There's so much wealth of talent there that's not being utilized. So we just gave up two roster spots to two ass clowns that nobody gives a shit about or even asked to be there. Correct. No. And that's pretty much what I feel about Tyson Fury as well. Um, but yeah, you with your question with Tyson Fury, it's you know you also mentioned it seems like that the E is trying to bring in a wider audience by bringing established athletes from other sports. And that, that's correct. Absolutely correct. That's what Fox wants. And Fox is dictating what happens on SmackDown, apparently, which we mentioned earlier, which you can see over the last couple of weeks, with them adding in you know, the NFL broadcast team and all this other stuff, and like pre-taped segments, and then having all these other sports stars mixed in with the crowd, and interview segments and shit with them, too. And it's just... Exactly. 
it really wasn't necessary for WWE to have. I mean, it's not anything out of the ordinary for WWE because it's something that they do on occasion. But having seen it two weeks in a row, it's something that can get old really quick. Yeah, it already has been. So that's the Q&A. That's what we've got there. So we've got right now the New Day. Uh, of course, with Susan G. Komen, since this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, apparently, we're giving a couple uh, breast cancer survivors some pink WWE women's titles. It's pretty cool. Really, really applaud WWE's charity work with Connors Cure and Susan G. Komen. Make a wish. These two fantastic women have paid lots of money with the amount of stuff they put out there. Absolutely. So, uh, while we're going through some breast cancer stuff, which, which is cool, but you know. We don't want to talk about it on the podcast. Let's do the next round of the top 20 scariest or Halloween-themed wrestlers. So, G-Money, you want to give them the recap of 20 through 16? All right, our recap. 20 was Leatherface. 19 was Waylon Mercy. 18 is Kamala. 17, Damian Demento. And 16 was Freddy Krueger. Which I'm still amazed that Leatherface and Freddy Krueger made a wrestling list. I know. It's, it's amazing. It just, just shows you how awesome Japanese wrestling is. Even though Krueger got a start in the U.S. Yeah. And then was a huge star in Japan. But um, let's break it down. We got number 15. Nails. You remember Nails. I do remember Nails. Vaguely, but I do remember Nails. So Nails pretty much was a wrestling ex-con who had beef with a wrestling, with a former corrections officer in the Big Boss Man. But um, despite all all that, pretty much Nails' presence, the way he talked, and talked and just his tone of voice and the way he looked was enough to scare the shit out of any small child. And it scared the shit out of me. Come out in that orange jumpsuit with the nightstick. Man, I was a big, huge big Boss Man fan as a kid. And to see him debut and just wail on Boss Man was just, was frightening. Especially when, like, half your family is corrections officers. So. Yeah. Uh, number 14. You want to hit him with number 14? Number 14, Doink the Clown. Creepiest clown I've ever seen in a WWE ring. <laughs> so, Doink started off as a fun gimmick. You know, oh, yeah. the whoopee cushions, the hand buzzers. All and the clown Quickly, eventually turned into Doink being like creepy as all shit. Well, I think most people don't like clowns. Well, the clowns are like, aside from like spiders and snakes, I think a clown is probably one of the most feared things on the planet. Oh, yeah. Which is why we have so many horror movies that have clowns in them. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Number thirteen, Gangrel, one of the first wrestling vampires. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Despite having one of the coolest entrances, which had him rise from underneath the stage through a ring of fire with a chalice full of blood that he'd drink and spit out before entering the ring. Gam Grail was still... Like, this man literally stood on the steps. Oh, yeah. Faced the crowd, drank from this chalice, and spit blood out yeah, into the that. audience. I remember that. So if you were front row, you basically got a bloodbath. Which is what one of the other things that yeah. Gangrel was known for was the bloodbath. The bloodbath. Oh. Which, which is pretty awesome. So, and, yeah, I can see that being scary for a kid. You know, oh, yeah. I was like a teenager at that time, so it wasn't, wasn't too scary for me. Uh, number 12. The original Sheik. Original Sheik. Sabu's uncle. This dude brutalized opponents with his bare hands, and when he felt like it wasn't enough, he would take out a pencil and dig at his opponent's forehead. This dude was brutal. And then Sabu pretty much passed on everything that he knew to Sabu, who just took it up another notch and did more, like putting his own body at rest. So that's even scarier. Oh, yeah. And then number 11, which is going to round out this week's portion of the top 20, Ox Baker. Ox Baker. Three decades this man brutalized opponents in the ring. Scary dude. Used to bring a stretcher to the ring with him to carry opponents out of the ring on. Dude had his own stretcher. Like, seriously. Which back then, you know, the, the time Ox Baker wrestled, the stretcher was pretty much, you know, the back. Yeah, the little board that they lay him on and they carry him out in. Um, but according to wrestling lore and rumors, Ox Baker actually killed two guys in the ring. Oh, man. So that's scary enough for me. Scary enough for us. <laughs> so next week we'll get into break into the top ten. Lots of cool stuff, so pretty awesome. And let's take another break here as we finish up some SmackDown. We've got like another 45 minutes left to SmackDown. So stay tuned and we will return. In the ring, out of the ring, out of control. WWF Royal Rumble on Super Ready at 16 Meg it's perfect. With more WWF superstars than ever before. Unbelievable six men in the ring at once. No holes barred. Anything goes action. It's a slugfest. That's perfect. Each wrestler's specialty move. Complete mayhem. The doomsday pile. It's out of control. The bonsai truck. Total chaos. The perfect plex. Oh, did you see that? WWF Royal Rumble on Super NES. Get it now. Perfect. And we are back. And we got round three of the draft. Alexa Bliss stays on Raw. But, so, here's the thing. They just drafted Alexa Bliss. They didn't so, do Bliss and Nikki Cross. So we're splitting up Nikki and Bliss. And the Fox War Room is so it's upset. so upset. They're throwing shit. The guy dressed up like the football robot is all upset. Oh my god. Oh god. Lacey goes to SmackDown. She got beat up by Natty so bad, she moved to SmackDown. So, thankfully, we don't have to watch Lacey versus Natty. Unless At Natty least goes the time for the time being. For the time being. <laughs> and Monday Night Raw chooses the man who 
Oh, thank God. KO is going to Raw. Going to Raw. Fired my brother. He deserved it. Owens needs a fresh start. Staying on SmackDown. Does you know? Does it make sense to have a two Raw superstars holding the SmackDown tag team titles? Nope. <laughs> so Natty stays on Raw. Uh, so, thank God. No more Lacey and Natalya. <laughs> So, I've never seen anybody so excited for Natalia, besides me. <laughs> there is a whole room of people jumping up and down for Natalia. Great. <laughs> so, still got three more rounds. If I can do math correctly. So, so round three. So three more rounds. So we get Charlotte Flair taking on Bailey in a women's championship rematch. I thought there were no more rematches. I thought once you lost, you were done. Fuck does Bailey get a rematch? Unless they're gonna drop the title back to Bailey and Charlotte's gonna get drafted to Raw, and then Bailey's gonna stay on SmackDown. Because that makes sense if they move Sasha to SmackDown. And then you keep Bailey on SmackDown, so then you have Boston Hug and Connection still on SmackDown. But what's going to happen with the women's title, tag team titles after all this? I wonder if they go away. Are they still going to go between all three brands? I don't know. Skip one. And honestly, when's the last time SmackDown, the, uh, not SmackDown, but the women's tag team champions have been on NXT? Well, they appeared on there. Sasha yeah, and Bailey did after they won the title. Correct. But they never had a match. Right. So they just showed up. So, and there were so many women on NXT that they could be wrestling, like um, Vanessa Warren and Aliyah. Yep. Well, I mean, that's one. Like, you can get Mia Yim and. Um, oh, the. What was me again? Team member for a while there, but what about Shafir and Jessamyn Duke? Yeah, like they could be wrestling the tag team champions instead of just standing there watching Baszler wrestle. Yeah, so much stuff they could be doing with the women's tag titles if they're not. Honestly, if you're not going to do anything with them, just get rid of them. Correct. And bring Oscar back to her former glory as a dominant champion. Instead of taking a sip of Tajiri's uh, greenness. I do kind of like the greenness. I do. No. As long as they don't overdo it. Correct. Because so far she did it. She's done it twice. Done it twice within 24 hours. Fourth and final round of the draft. Is that a Raw? Raw. So the Viking Raiders stay on Raw. Here we go. Fox wanting that Latino market. The Lucha House Party. 
Maybe they'll get a little bit more exposure now. Nikki Cross staying on Raw. So they kept Bliss and Cross on Raw. Correct. Heavy Machinery are staying on Raw. Or SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown. SmackDown. <laughs> oh, they're excited to get Heavy Machinery. Oh, look at that. The guy dressed as the robot is shaking hands. Oh, they're hugging each other now. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Street Profits are officially on Raw. So are they actually going to wrestle on Raw? I'm not the biggest fan of the Street Profits, but they do put on one hell of a match. I just want to throw this out there. I was only 20. Well, there's five in each round. And they only did four rounds. Yeah. So any any undrafted talent can sign to whatever it brings. Oh, it's just the just the I mean, granted, I don't know if they counted it as the thirty with like tag teams. Did they just count the tag teams as one in the pool of thirty? So if yeah. not, that probably would have been thirty. With well, they they counted the tag like New Day was listed as one, Revival was listed as one. The biggest thing on that too is why why would you waste a pick if you were gonna take Nikki Cross anyway? Correct. Why, you why don't you draft? Bliss and Cross at the same time because they were listed in there as a tag team. All right, so apparently they're going to continue the draft on WWE.com for the remaining ten that went undrafted. This whole thing with Bailey, like I failed heel attempt, pretty much. I guess because nothing changed. She's still coming out with the stupid Bailey Buddy inflatable bullshit. She's got the same music, same look. Yep. Like her attitude really didn't change at all. Like just in the ring, she does like more heelish moves than than not. Just dumb. Ooh, WWE backstage debuts October fifteenth with. Renee Young and Booker T. So I wonder if Punk's going to be on there. Rumor has it he signed a deal with Fox. Yeah. Um, I hope it's true because I will listen to Punk talk about wrestling for an hour. It's a hell of a lot better than listening to Ray, Renee Young talk about wrestling for an hour. Oh, yeah. All right. So we are Bailey's entrance. Well, we're not Bailey's entrance, but Bailey's making her entrance. And there's the stupid Bailey buddies and the stupid same music, but Bailey's supposed to be a heel. Oh no! Now she got evil face. She got angry face now. We actually gonna get what we want. Why? 
face is just Wait a minute. bland. Notice the lettering for Bailey. It's the same lettering as the AEW logo. Yep. Same colors and everything. Is Bailey finally going full heel? She is gonna kill the Bailey boys, and she's got a haircut. Yeah, I was gonna say she. Cut she doesn't hair. have that stupid side ponytail anymore. Damn. What'd they do to you, Bailey? What do those buddies do to you? Those stupid, wacky, waving arm inflatable buddies. Oh, you murderer. Bailey is a murderer. She's killing inflatable arm flailing tube men. So is this, um... My other question with this. With the way she's acting, like the tantrum that she's having after losing the title, is this kind of a play on what Sasha did? I did. What the fuck is that look on Charlotte's face? She like confused? She looks confused. Constipated. I think Bailey should have changed up her ring gear a little bit more though. Maybe get rid of the, the long tights and maybe switch to shorts. Just saying. Maybe like the Alexa Bliss style shorts. Just saying. Honestly, it's funny that you say AEW too. She's like that AEW colors on Elsa. Yeah. Along with the lettering. Like, it really is like all like that. Did she change her hair color too? Her hair color isn't black. No, it was lighter. It's a brown, I think. Yeah. It was. I'm glad they did something with this. I guess for us. For me, at least, I'm sure you also. Hoping next week or even Monday, she has new entrance music. Release a new entrance video or whatever. And do something. Do something. We don't have the Bailey buddies anymore. No. She kind of looks like Tessa Blanchard a little bit. Yeah. But. She slaughtered them. <laughs> Oh, Becky and Charlotte. Bailey and Charlotte, not Becky and Charlotte. Yes, Michael Cole, thank you for pointing out the obvious. New look, new attitude, Bailey. Kinda, I can kind of see Bailey winning the title back here tonight. I could. Just do whatever it takes to win the title. Slaughtering Bailey buddies. Think about that poor Izzy girl. The NXT crowd that looked up to Bailey. Who's like a huge Bailey fan? What's she gonna think now? She just watched her slaughter people on live TV. Bailey just murdered her Bailey buddies. Crushed that little girl's spirit. 
Supposed to be a robot, oh Bailey. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey. Oh, just announced for next week's AEW Dynamite. AEW Women's Championship match, Rio versus Britt Baker. That should be a pretty solid match up there. Between... Oh, excuse me. Someone who actually has a decent win-loss record in Britt Baker. Actually, I don't think she has lost a, a matchup yet. You know, this kind of reminds me of like the temper tantrum and all that. Is when Christian lost the Intercontinental title. I didn't even throw those fits in the middle of the ring. Yeah. When they paired them up with DDP. Charlotte on the Charlotte on barricade. Moonsault. It's like she's trying to outdo Lacey Evans. This is like the second time in a row that Charlotte's been bleeding for her mouth. Actually, I think Lacey has a better moonsault than Charlotte does. Though. Probably. Hers looks a little more fluid than Charlotte's. I agree. Here's the other question. Are we going to get a new Bailey finishing? It almost would need to have anyone. Maybe a submission? And Charlotte kicks out. Because everybody kicks out of finishers. Except for Kofi Kingston. Because Kofi knows. Then again, I always thought the... Bailey to Belly was a weak ass finisher. It's up there with Hogan's leg drop. Bailey countered the moonsault. Charlotte countered the counter. And now we're in a Boston Crab. So Charlotte is giving Bailey crabs. Charlotte bleeding from the back of her head? I thought she was bleeding from her mouth like she was not that long. Was it how the cell she was too? Yeah. I oh, know it's just her roots. She's a redire her roots. Um, I don't know, it looked like she had some, some red in her hair. But she does have a lot of blood in her hand though too. Oh, so go just... Bailey, go for the elbow drop. Bailey, you're gonna lose. Natural selection. Yeah. Boom. Into the figure eight. Oh, oh. And Bailey wins the title. Playing different music for Bailey. Oh shit, Bailey got new music. Bailey's 
Charlotte, is that bleeding from her nose or her mouth? I don't know where she's bleeding from, but she's bleeding. It's everywhere. Alright. They finally made Bailey interesting. <laughs> and Bailey rolled her up with her hair. Yeah. <laughs> I got up like, I love? <laughs> like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Way to go, Bailey, with your AEW gear. <laughs> Is it? It might be Star Wars. Maybe. It's kind of... The E in uh, Bailey looks kind of Star Warsy, but it really does look AEW-ish, too. I think it really does, too, because of the colors. So pretty much the rest of your champions. Yep. Bailey just went Hogan. Oh, screw all of you. I love it. Damn. So. Full blown heel. Bailey. Well, we won from the beginning. We got one bullshit we got, and we got what we won. Finally. Finally. Took them long enough. Alright, so, that was the draft edition of this backup. Yeah. That was episode 14 of the Russell Getting Podcast. Any closing comments? Yeah, I think uh, the show is pretty good. Finally got a deal, Bailey, like we wanted. So the, the roster seemed to be stacking up pretty evenly, unlike yeah. the the two superstar shakeups that we've had before, where they stacked one roster and not the other. Yep. And hopefully that continues on Monday. And the whole thing with the segment two and then saying a trade, you know, some trade will happen probably in the raw or somewhere raw or somewhere. Depending on what it will be. I think if they do one, maybe they have Becky lose on raw and they trade her to SmackDown. Good possibility. I'd rather see with Bailey and Sasha. Well, well, Bailey is going to be part of the talent pool on Monday, but obviously with her winning the SmackDown championship, more than likely she's going to stay on SmackDown. Correct. And then, and then maybe what they'll do is they'll trade. Maybe we'll see Charlotte come to Raw since she lost the title. Maybe what they'll do is SmackDown will get Charlotte and they'll trade Charlotte and Becky. Maybe. We'll have to see. see Alright, y'all. That's episode 14 of the Wrestle Getting Podcast. For myself, Emma Man, G Money. We will talk to you guys next week, episode 15. And that's it. So, as always, enjoy your wrestling. Love it all. Watch it all. 
Have fun. Later, bitches.